Tom, really good to see you. You were here um, early this morning for media day, which means we're getting close to the start of the season. It's come around quick, hasn't it? Yeah, it has, hasn't it? It feels like yesterday I was here in very similar conditions, damp conditions, uh, for the start of uh, last year. You know, I sat here very differently in a BMW rear-wheel drive, never dro- driven before, uh, hard tyre in the damp. Uh, and I remember thinking, wow, this is a tricky way to start the year. And uh, I'm now back here, same conditions, but in front-wheel drive, which is what I know and love. So uh, I'm a lot more relaxed this year and uh, back where I should be. It is a big change. We spoke a lot last season. You were always positive, but you were also very honest in that you just couldn't get your lip in, as it were, with uh, with the car last year. You're already smiling, which is good, which means you are a lot happier in this uh, this new car. Right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it took me till really the last round of the year, you know, where I got three top 10 finishes at Brands Hatch. Uh, it, it took me longer than I thought, but three top 10s is is as good a weekend as normal, you know. Uh, I just didn't get any silverware, sadly. Uh, I was just off the podium. Uh, but it did take me all year to get there. And then just as I mastered it, learned how to jump <laughs> off the brake, going with loads of understeer, and then pick up the throttle to get the rear to rotate. I'm now back in front-wheel drive, so now I'm having to drive it completely differently. Hold the brake into the apex, let the rear come out around your ear holes, and then pick up the pad, straighten it up. So it's completely opposite. So <laughs> Were you comfortable from the off, going back to front-wheel drive? Yes, straight away. Um, my first drive, actually, uh, was at the end of last year in the motorbase car, funnily enough, um, because originally uh, they were looking to have me uh, with Dan Camish, and uh, I drove the car to start with, and uh, it took me probably about 10, 12 laps before I really got into it and did all the right front-wheel drive lines again, and then, and then I, was, uh, I, was, I was off and I was away and I enjoyed it. And then uh, I thought I was then going to be in the electric touring car championship with the manufacturer. Uh, and then my missus got pregnant. And uh, I then thought, actually, I should be in the country more as it's our fourth boy and <laughs> I should help out more. So then can that. And then, and then very luckily got a phone call uh, with a seat at um, Bristol Street Motors with AccelerateTradePriceCars.com. Wow. Um, which uh, is fantastic. And it's nice to have solid teammates this year um, and uh, I think we'll be pushing each other really hard which is what I like I love it when you've got really competitive teammates always pushing you because you get the most out of yourself and it's also more rewarding when you're slightly quicker in a session or qualifying or race and this year there's no if someone's faster they're going to get more success ballast to really slow them up um, so if, if you're the fastest, you're basically fastest all year. And if the slowest, you're probably slowest all year. So uh, I like that. I think it's, it's what we're going to, I think be proper racing this year, yeah. um, which I've not had for a very long time. You know, touring cars has always been so good as uh, what I call an entertainment championship, keeping it super close. Uh, and uh, now I think, uh, I think the cream will rise to the top and uh, it'll be very interesting where everyone actually ends up, I think, this year, yeah. pace-wise. I think everybody acknowledges that Tom Ingram did a good job developing the Hyundai, took the first win uh, of, uh, in, with that, uh, that car as well, um, which means there's his experience plus uh, all of the data and the learning from the team, which you've presumably been able to tap into. Yeah, it's fantastic. Car is very different from last year, <laughs> as every year. It's not quite the same. Uh, it's obviously got all the same stuff as everyone else, with obviously the extra 70 kilos in it yeah. and uh, the hybrid kit. But there's loads of other changes they've made. So uh, I don't think we'll be running a base setup from last year's tracks at any of the tracks this year. So um, the, uh, the advantage on some of the stuff is the fact that Tom predominantly was second in the championship, which mm. was 66 kilos of success ballast, which is actually within sort of five kilos of what we're running now. So, um, you know, in terms of most of the year he was running with weight and qualifying and stuff, you know, that's kind of quite useful. 
Um, and as you said, there's lots of data we can tap tap through and, uh, and make the most out of. But it's just nice that we've got, I think, a few very quick drivers in the team where we can all compare data. And uh, I mean, last week we were at Croft, but sadly had a bit of a misfire because we have one of the ECUs, I think. Um, it's all new technology, this hybrid kit. Mm. I think I was nine kilometers an hour down on the straight last week. So uh, I was just having to cruise around on a misfire all, all day, which was not the team's fault. It's just new kit, which is just getting it to work you know yeah. um, and uh, I think this year I'm just hoping that no one's championships determined by new technology that's the only thing I'm a bit worried about at the moment because at the moment I haven't driven the car and it will be fully reliable yet so I'm kind of it's, like I said it's not the team's fault it's just it's all new kit and some of it works and some of it doesn't there's a lot more <laughs> there's a lot more to think about isn't there with the the hybrid coming in because some people and I, was only, I only found out recently you've got to be third gear or above over a certain number of revs more than 45% on the throttle and there's a light come on that's saying there's when a, it's yeah, available a, a lovely blue light one each side of my dashboard when I hit 120 kilometres an hour which is about two lights from the end of uh, my shift light in third gear okay. so just before you change to four you, you can push it and then you go fourth um, and uh, and then depending on obviously this year and the rules on where you are uh, in qualifying or cha you know championship position or race position is how many seconds you get to use that so in testing at the moment we've all got this lovely 15 seconds a lap gets reset every time we cross the start finish line and then we're using that on the dashboard we're counting it holding it and figuring out how many seconds we roughly want on each straight and um, it was my first time running it last week. So uh, I realized at some points I was on the button and there was none left. And I was looking down thinking, I'm not really accelerating. It said, you've used 15 seconds. I was like, oh, that's why I'll let go of that button then. I, was say, I guess there's a, a perception from people like me, non-drivers, that when you hit that button, it's a bit like the wacky races. You know, where you're thrust back in your seat and your cheeks go all wobbly. <laughs> Is it not like that? Uh, and you do actually feel a kick, a genuine kick from behind. Um, it's not anywhere near as big as obviously last year in my electric touring car championship because that was a 200 kilowatt kick which is like another 300 horsepower instant on a button so that was like a big shift in power you know we, we in these cars we, we run 380 horsepower with everything flat out you know what I mean so having a 300 on an extra button <laughs> was was quite a big jump last year this year is uh, not as not as large but I can still feel it you know at Croft it's worth a few tenths of a second a lap easily um, with acceleration and uh, it should make the racing interesting with the cars which obviously have uh, not got as much you know because they're they're ahead effectively they're not allowed as many seconds so that will come into play which will be the new success ballast effectively will be how many seconds you get per lap and for how many laps um, of, of the hybrid push to pass mm -hmm. It's going to take a few rounds before we get an idea of where the consistency is, uh, isn't it? Because normally at the beginning of the season, you can sort of predict after the first two or three rounds mm. of, of who's going to be there or thereabouts. It, I'm, I feel this season it's going to take a little bit longer for people just to get used to the kit and used to how it, you know, the, the, the hybrid works with the laps and the strat race strategy. Absolutely, yeah. Race strategy will be uh, different this year and everyone will be figuring out which straight to use it on. Do you use it all on one? Do you use a bit on each or just two of them? Uh, the ones which go uphills, one which go downhills, you know, everyone's going to be figuring this all out in their own little heads. And then when you have whatever the perfect scenario is, you might have a car in front of you where you think, oh, I've got a better exit. I should use it now because I can actually get past then the bit where you should be using it, you've got none left, and then they might have saved it, and then they come back past you on the next tray. So, <laughs> is, you know, you can always have this perfect strategy. Yeah. Even Formula One teams have a perfect strategy. 
But things get mixed up. You have safety cars coming, you know. Look at Lewis Hamilton at Australia. You have safety cars all at the wrong point, And then you go from being ahead to suddenly being behind. And it, it, the strategy doesn't always play out in racing. And that's why racing is always so exciting on the day because you never really know what's going to happen. And the BTCC, as we all know, you have 30 cars within a thousandth of a second, it feels like these days. So um, it's all so close. So you really don't know what's going to happen. Is this going to be your season? I hope so. I hope it's going to be my season. Um, you know, I've, I've done a bit of chopping and changing over the last sort of five years. And I've decided that I think for me, I would benefit from staying in one team, one car for more than one year. So for me, I'm looking at this as a two-year deal on the basis that if it's not my year this year, I definitely think by next year it will be. Yeah. You know, just if if I'm a little bit rusty because I've just been mastering real-wheel driving, two real-wheel drive championships last year, if I am a little bit rusty this year, I will perfect it all for the year after. So I think, in my mind, I've given it two years. Um, and I always end up getting the car there or thereabouts by the end of the year. If you look at all of my touring car history, by the end of the year, <laughs> whatever team I'm with, I've usually set up to be one of the quickest cars out there. I never usually hang around to do it the next year so I kind of need to really just stick at it I think um, especially if I'm going for the championship It's really good to see you back um, I'm sure you're going to have a great season and uh, it's good to see you looking so positive about the new season so fantastic um, Just before you go uh, a little bit of fun start of the season fun three from six uh, there are th six questions you can choose three read the question out answer the question Okie dokie well the question's on the other side of the car, I'm, obviously. I'm, I'm going to go purely for one, two, three on the basis. I'd rather qualify one, two, three than qualify four, five, six. So, Start um, with number one. <laughs> let's go pole position. Read, read, the, read the question out. Who has been the most important influence on your racing career and why? Ooh, that's a good question, isn't it? Now, this is either someone who's like your hero you watch, you know, like a Formula One driver, for example, or influence on, oh, this is someone who's maybe taught me how to drive. Yeah. yeah, I would say actually it started around this track when I was 13 years old. Uh, was Andy Constable? He was my driving coach uh, and instructor. He picked me up from Shiplake College, my school, which was based near Henley. Drove me down here every Thursday. I got permission from my headmaster and my housemaster because I was boarding to get me down here. And I was going around in a Lotus Elise. Started off in a Golf GTI because I was learning. Uh, in that first uh, healing and towing you know yeah. how to blip the throttle yeah. match the engine revs and there's people here at the time and it was brand new back in those days Ferrari 355s I look at it now it's quite an old Ferrari <laughs> isn't it but back in those days it was brand new 355 and people were doing track days in them and, and hot laps and I was overtaking them in these Golf GTIs and Lotus Elise just because rolling in so much more speed but that's where I learned to drive was around this track high speed weight transfer and Annie Constable without without you mate I wouldn't be where I am today because he taught me how to drive. And uh, he taught me, imagine that half the car's full of water and every small input you put in, whether it's slightly lifting off the throttle, accelerating or turning or braking, all that water shifts, but it has a delay and then it hits. So you imagine it all slushing around. So when you go up these long corners like at Thruxton, it's all about slow inputs because then eventually it slushes and then you get the oversteer or the understeer depending on your balance. Uh, whether it's <clears throat> mechanical or aero, and you, you've got to always imagine it's all all floating around, which is why when I tested the Aussie V8 out in Australia, which is a very heavy car, I was quick straight out of the box mm. um, uh, because it's a very heavy car, and I'm better with cars which are heavier than lighter because that's how I drive. So this year they're even heavier, so I'm kind of hoping it's going to help me more. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised you chose him. What a fabulous training technique. Right, next one. 
Second right, one. Number two, still front row this one. How much money would you, what, how much money would make you happy? Oh my gosh. Well, family is the best thing. That's what makes me the happiest is family and friends. So that's more important than money to me. Um, but how much money would make you happy? It's a really good question, isn't it? Enough money to cover the, the kids' school fees, the mortgage. <laughs> that, much, that much, right? That much, okay, yeah. Let's move Next on. One. <laughs> uh, if you could, what song would you play in car on your green flag lap? Okie dokie. Um, that's a good question, isn't it? What song would you play on a green flag lap? I mean, something which relaxes me because I get extremely car sick. Now, I bet you weren't expecting that answer, were you? Racing driver. I literally, when, they, when I see the SC board, which I usually get told about it on the radio before I see the, the safety car board or the yellow flags, but I dread it. I know as soon as I cross that start finish line, I've got to start weaving left and right, left and right, whoop, whoop. And you know, if you don't brake and get heat in the front brakes, you lose temperature in the, the wheels, which loses your tire pressure and temperature. And you know, when you restart the race, you'll be that little bit slower for the first lap or so. Yeah. So you've really got to work it hard. If you want to stay where you are, yeah. you have to work hard. And I just want to be sick. <laughs> so something really relaxing makes me not feel car sick. And that means not music, which my mum made me listen to driving down to Cornwall when I was a kid, sat in the back seat of the car because when you're in the back seat, you get even more car seat. Yeah. Don't you? So yeah. this is this is so this is not going to be Lionel Richie. This is not going to be uh, Abba. <laughs> this is not going to be the Carpenters, and this isn't going to be Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> something uh, nice and relaxing uh, to just not make me feel car seat. Uh, I can't think of anything relaxing right now. Uh, how about Stevie Wonder? Which superstition? Or how about Earth, Wind and Fire, September? My, my favourite track of... Were you singing one. then? No, I'm trying to, yeah. <laughs> I haven't got X Factor, have I? Have a great season. Britain's not got talent. Thank you very much. <laughs> Cheers.